0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: The All Blacks Test Series against Ireland came down to the dramatic decider in Wellington this weekend after the guys in green thumped the men in black last weekend in a game the media dubbed the Disaster in Dunedin.
0: Pass it to Joey Carberry to do the honours. And Irish eyes are smiling for the first time. They have lowered the All Blacks in New Zealand. We're going to the decider next weekend in Wellington, 23-12.
1: And among those reconsidering their choices after that was the Wellington Daily, the Dominion Post, which had marked the earlier Māori All Blacks win over Ireland, with a cartoon depicting one player scattering a smattering of green-clad rugby leprechauns under the word utu. Now, in last Monday's Dominion Post, editor Anna Fifield apologised unreservedly for a cartoon that many readers found to be offensive and should not have been published. Now, in the Herald that same day, cartoonist Guy Boddy did it a bit better, drawing two sad-looking All Blacks fans reading about the defeat in their ODTs, while a passing Irish rugby supporter cheerily wished them top of the morning, spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And among the morning-after assessments on the sports pages, Stuffs Mark Hinton and Paul Cully raised some key questions posed by that second test. Could and should the All Blacks sack the coach? Should the players cop the blame? Is there a quick fix? And is the true power of world rugby now in the North? But unmentioned were other questions that had also come up in the second test and had already been highlighted by Paul Cully himself. A month ago, he reported World Rugby's new so-called gold standard protocol, any player who appears concussed should be replaced immediately and assessed. He said this new policy would reshape the rugby landscape and it had come after pressure from player welfare groups as well as harrowing accounts from former players, for example Carl Heyman, the ex-All Blacks prop who's been diagnosed with early-onset dementia in his mid-40s. But days after the new rules took effect, on July the 1st, island prop Jeremy Luffman was back on 10 minutes after a hit to the head against the Māori All Blacks. Now, local media reported New Zealand rugby later blamed a gap in communications for that and left it there. But in the UK, a former medical advisor to World Rugby, Dr Barry O'Driscoll, said they were playing Russian roulette with players' brains. So what's
0: happened in the last week or two with the head injuries, I think just proves that they are playing Russian roulette here.
1: Now here, Paul Cully had also reported that reaction for stuff and World Rugby's strong rebuttal. But in Ireland, the media raised further questions after their captain, Johnny Sexton, played in last weekend's test after a big head knock in the first one. And then came two more gruesome head clashes in last weekend's test, both of which saw All Blacks punished. Well,
0: the incident involving Leicester Whae Inga Nuku happened right in front of me on the sideline, and he hit Mac Hansen really hard. Hanson was down and dazed. I reckon, actually, he probably should have gone off for an HIA. He was bleeding from a cut under his eye, but he got up and played on.
1: There was Jason Pine on Newstalk ZB's Sunday sports show last weekend. And there was no probably about it. The stricken Irishman really should have been off for a check at the very least. And of the later head clash that saw Angus Daval sent off with blood running down his own head, Jason Pine said this.
0: Why would a player go into a tackle which he came out of pretty much knocked out? By the letter of the law and the new and stricter world rugby laws, it's a read every day of the week. But in the high-collision, split-second nature of rugby, is this the right thing for the feel of the game? Well, Never mind the feel of the game, what about the state of the players' brains? Everybody wants concussion minimised in the game, of course we do. And the Northern Hemisphere sides have accepted world rugby stance and got better with their technique than we have.
1: Now there was plenty about those head clashes in the talkback that followed, though most of it focused on whether the ref's punishment fitted the crimes and unfairly punished the spectators as well
0: pain punters out there, they might as well not have ever
1: gone. Now that was echoed in one of the few post-match accounts in the media here that did address the second test head injuries. Writing in the New Zealand Herald, Steve Dean described the latest rules on head clashes and airborne collisions as abominable because they ignored what he called participant experience, meaning the fun of players and fans alike. But what about the safety of the players? Well, Steve Dean said it would be negligent not to make the game safer, knowing what we now know about head injuries, but he compared rugby under the new rules to the Netflix series Squid Game and that the apparently arbitrary elimination of participants who are in the wrong place at the wrong time ends up central to the plot and, in the case of a test rugby match, ruining it. On News Talk ZB last weekend, Jason Pine was at pains to tell callers griping about the punishments the All Blacks got that players' welfare must come first. But his concerns were echoed by just one guy, a former referee.
0: So I've refereed in mostly New Zealand, but Australia, England, Ireland, 11 refereed in Samoa. And that smashing mentality no longer cuts it. And I can tell you now, the Northern Hemisphere refs are waiting for us to come up there with those, as one of your callers said, they now tackle on the chest and upwards. And that's what's going to happen. And we are going to be red-carded out of the game.
1: This week, one Irish journalist who preferred not to be named told Media Watch that he thought Kiwi media seemed much more concerned with winning than playing the game safely and fairly. So maybe our rugby writers and pundits should put their heads together, but just gently to ponder that.